Welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. I'll be giving you actionable value to help you with mindset, training, and nutrition to help you transform your life. Disclaimer, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not because I want to be mean, but because I generally respect you. Also, I'm a meathead. So if you tune in and decide to give me the time out of your life that you know you'll never get back, the very least I can do for you is keep it a stack. Expect to be educated, motivated, and inspired. And get ready to laugh over some light-hearted banter. Now that that's out the way, let's chat with IFBB Pro Matt Butale. Get ready, meatheads. Time to dive in. Yo, what's good, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFBB Pro Matt Brutale, and today I'm coming at you with another topic. Not even really a topic. Today's sort of a story I want to illustrate with you guys, uh, something that I went through in the past, something that you might be going through right now, and uh, you know, give you sort of a perspective on how something negative can affect you, and you can still turn it into something positive, and even how that could not only benefit you, but also turn around and bite you in the ass um, if you do it for too long. All right. So it sounds confusing when I just said, bear with me, it will make sense. And you will probably understand what I'm talking about in a couple of seconds. All right. So before we dive into this one, I want you to share this episode out to somebody that you think might need to hear this message. All right. Let's break it down. If you're new, first of all, welcome to the Meathead on the Mic podcast. If you haven't been following me on social media, welcome aboard. Glad to have you on. Um, I'm going to introduce myself to you a little bit and sort of give you what's going on in the background when it comes to how I sort of started to compete. All right. So we're going to go down memory lane, go all the way back when I was like about 19 years old. That's when I started competing. Okay. I was 19 years old when I did my first show and I didn't really like, I always loved bodybuilding, but I didn't really see myself as a competitor or, or someone that would like compete. And so what happened was long story short, um, I was with my buddy who's also named Matt. Uh, we were training in the gym. And at that time, we were both going through a heart, uh, a heartbreak or a breakup or whatever. It, it was literally the most fucked up, funny coincidence, right? And so he's like, bro, I'm going to do a competition, a men's physique competition. And I want to, you know, go there. It's going to be my first time. And I haven't been there. So I'm fucking nervous. Yo, why don't you compete with me? You look good. You're, you're jacked, you know? Like we used to play football back then in high school. So we, we were always in the gym. And, you know, we'd always party together and all that nonsense. So I was like, fuck, why not? You know, why not compete? I was contemplating, though, because to be honest with you, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it and because it, it was bodybuilding, right? Not men's physique. If you're not aware, men's physique is like uh, swimsuits. You're wearing uh, swimsuits and you're modeling on stage, essentially. And so bodybuilding is that, except you're posing and flexing muscles, but you're like basically in your underwear, right? And 19-year-old Matt was like, bro, this is... Hey, man, I'm not going to do this, bro. This is embarrassing. This is a little fruity, bro. I'm not doing it. He's like, bro, just trust me. You can do it. You should, you know, have confidence in yourself. So we continue training with each other, you know, as brothers do when they're going through it. And he eventually convinced me to do it. I ended up hiring my first coach. He had his, his coach. And uh, we ended up going to the show and competing. And he placed second in his division. I won my division um, in my class. And essentially what happened was, that's when that seed was planted in me, you know, that that I can actually look at myself and say, fuck, like, I'm good at something. I mean, granted, I was good at wrestling before. I, I was an athlete my entire life. But this is something that, you know, sort of revived that that feeling that I had because I wasn't wrestling anymore. I, I quit that. I wasn't playing football anymore. I quit that. 
right? So this was something that really revived my competitive edge um, and allowed me to have that outlet. And I was really grateful for the pressure, I guess, of my friend, my buddy, Matt, uh, pushing me to go to this show. Because without that, I wouldn't have been able to actually experience um, the level of, of, or at least I wouldn't have been able to experience the outlet of my competitive urges the way that I did. And also realize my my value in terms of what I'm good to good at at that point in time and what I'm willing to do when it comes to spending my time on self-improvement, right? Because now it's like, okay, well, I went to this show that I didn't even know I was going to do until I did it like three weeks before, three months before, and I did very well and I won. I think I could I could stick to this. And so I ended up competing about uh, 10 months later, did the nationals and I won that. And then from there was history. I just kept on competing. I was known as the natural bodybuilder kid uh, that would just train at random gyms. And that that's just how things came to be. And so why am I telling you guys and girls about this story? Why am I walking you through how I started competing? Well, first of all, if you're new to the Meathead and Like podcast in 2023, welcome aboard. That's part of the reason why I'm bringing it up. But I'm also bringing it up because the one thing that brought my my buddy Matt and I closer together so that we can, I guess, I guess, uh, put energy towards improving ourselves was pain. Pain in the form of heartbreak. And you know, some of you guys and girls might be listening to this. It doesn't even have to be heartbreak alone. It could be pain due to loss, grievance, right? You Maybe you lost a loved one. It could be pain due to just the dissatisfaction of your life, pain due to the fact that you don't like the way you look in the mirror, pain, um, you know, you were, built, you were bullied as a kid and that might have stunted you emotionally and now you've got low self-esteem, so there's pain there. But the point here is pain planted a seed in me when I was young and I was able to use that to grow a tree of, we'll say, rewards and actually reap the fruits of my labor, right? And so that's a good thing. You can turn pain into a good thing is what I'm saying. And that's part of the reason why I'm bringing up or why I brought up that story, okay? Because you can use your pain. You can use your grievance, your heartbreak, your your low self-esteem in a sense, in a way as or in a way to, I guess, exploit it as an energy source. You can use it to motivate you, period. But it's also a double-edged sword. So as good as what I just talked about sounds like, like as good as that sounds like, it's also a double-edged sword. And here's what I mean. Yes, some people have the ability to make, you know, to turn pain into passion or pain into prosperity, however you want to put it. But everybody that does that eventually hits a ceiling, a wall or a, we'll say, new rock bottom, where essentially it's, you use your, so much of your pain that you only rely on pain to motivate you, which is a really, really fucking bad thing. And it's something that I personally experienced. And it's mainly the reason why outside of introducing you to my, you know, the new listeners or the new followers to 2023 and to, to who I am or who I was when I was growing up, like aside from introducing you, this is the main reason why I'm bringing that up to you because you can use that pain and that heartbreak for a certain period of time. And then once you get like, and I'm going to explain a little story very shortly. But once you get to a certain level, it really becomes counterproductive. It really becomes counterproductive. Okay. So here's a, here's a story. Okay. After the first nationals that I won, I was sort of relieved, you know, because I did the first show, you know, out of the heartbreak, used that motivation. Cool. And then I was still sort of carrying that energy throughout the, 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 en- the year following after because it took me a minute just to just get over it. And then I did the other show, then 
by the time I did that show, I didn't give a fuck anymore. Like my heart essentially wasn't broken. And then I found myself sort of confused. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with myself? Not in the sense that like I wanted to quit or give up, but it's like that fire I had initially kind of died down and I know I noticed it. Like that fire that I had that, you know, pushed me to compete the first time and the second time was there, but it wasn't as strong. And I noticed even between the first and second show, it died down a little bit. And so I was thinking like, what happened? Like, did maybe do I subconsciously hate bodybuilding now? Like, is is, is that the thing here? Which it, it obviously wasn't. But what I am going to say is this. I ended up getting over it. So I ended that that source of pain just wasn't strong enough for me to get that motivation from. And that means essentially I hit a, a point of diminishing returns with the amount of pain that I was experiencing, which means that if you're using pain to motivate you, you can only use it for so long. You can only use that pain to motivate you until it doesn't hurt you anymore. And then once you get past that, you've got to really look at how you're going to you know, operate in, in order to get the, the results that you want in whatever it is that you're doing. And for me, that looked like stepping back, looking at the drawing board and understanding the core, not the value, but the number one thing that rewarded me uh, in, in, in competition. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, and every bodybuilder does this and they might not admit this or anybody that goes on stage to compete for a fucking $5 trophy, you compete for attention partially. Like you love the fucking grind. It is your lifestyle. Like, don't get it twisted. That one day you go on stage, just that one day, the 364 days outside of that, you're living the dream. You're in the gym, you're eating clean and you love it. Right. So that one day isn't really as important, but for, for everybody it is because we all go and we pay to compete. So what I'm saying is, you can do it for the attention, definitely. Um, and I definitely did. And even now when I continue to compete, it's an entertaining thing to do. Like you're going to get attention as you compete on social media, as you know, while you're on, you're literally on stage performing who, who performed on stage and, and not, it doesn't want attention. Like that's just a lie. Outside of that though, I look at myself on the 364 days of the year outside of the stage. And I'm like, okay, well, outside of that $5 trophy, what does bodybuilding actually give me? And I'm not talking about money here. I'm not talking about like fame really. Cause come on. Right. But I'm looking at what I actually get from it. And every single year I notice two things, will ch- three things will change. Actually one, my physique will improve. That's a given. Cause I'm always in the gym working. All right. Two, I'll become more disciplined because I'm, I, I'm keeping my physique in alignment. I'm, doing something every day to make sure that I'm getting a long-term result. And the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So that will end up manifesting in other aspects of your life, which brings us to number three. And this is for me specifically the finances, right? So I get those three fields, my physique, my discipline, and my finances improve every single year. Why? Because I'm bodybuilding. I'm chasing a goal and I'm achieving that goal every single year. And I reset that goal every single year. And so when I started to look at that more and I started to uh, look at, you know, pain and heartbreak and, you know, betrayal and, and grievance and all that stuff less, I realized, well, yes, that may have planted the seed for me to start this, 
But the thing that made me keep going was the improvement, was looking in the mirror and seeing bigger biceps, was looking, you know, was uh, lifting the, the bench press, the, the barbell, and being able to do it with more weight and squatting with more weight, and deadlifting with more weight, and, you know, being more disciplined, not just in the gym, but everywhere else in my life, being more vigilant because I'm so disciplined in the gym. And because I hold myself to a high standard in one thing, it's easier to hold myself to a higher standard for other things, making my, my discipline just exponentially increase. On top of that, as I said, it, it, it does that for everything. It bleeds its way into other fields of my life. And that made me a lot happier because why? I started competing in 2017. By 2020, I was completely like self-employed, working for myself and still am. And it's been three years. And so that's another thing to show you, like for me, like how uh, for finances, it, it helped me because I was able to become an entrepreneur doing what I love. Right. And so if I stayed in that same position where I was only like just in the, the pit of my guts thinking about heartbreak, I don't think I'd have the mental capacity to think about improving other things in my life, except for using the gym as an outlet and using the stage as a competitive outlet, um, you know, to avenge myself, I guess, because of a heartbreak. And like, it, it's really silly when you think about it. You can't use that for your long term strategy. Definitely, if it gets the fire lit, run with it, because outside of that, you likely don't have motivation. I know so many of you guys. And girls, but many of you guys mainly, that once you experience heartbreak, you're fucked. Like you're just sitting there. You can't do anything. You're you're just sick. Can't eat. Can't nothing. And that sucks. But to be able to be going through that pain and to be able to do something with it, sometimes it's the best option you have, right? And you got to remember, it's the best option you have at that time. But as time goes on, it's not the best option you have because your life should be changing. And as it does, so should your habits. And your habit of relying on motivation through pain must change as well. Because if it doesn't, the fire that you lit initially to get you going in whatever campaign and whatever journey that you're doing is going to ultimately burn down your castle. Everything that you've built is going to be burnt down because that seed is on fire and it's going to pull you down. It's going to burn down anything that you ever wanted to do because you're going to still be bitter and sour despite how jacked you're going to get, despite how you know rich you're going to get, all the, all those things. If it's coming from a bad place initially, it's understandable if you have no other option. But if you if you force it to stay in the bad place when there are other aspects and other facets to look down and like be like, okay, well, I want to improve continuously, but I can't use this negative energy to do so, or at least I shouldn't and I don't want to, it speaks for itself, right? It's literally a double-edged sword. Too much of anything is bad for you. And in this case, too much of this kind of motivation, heartbreak, grievance, and all that stuff, is bad for you. It's it's, it's basically a whole lot of fuck you energy. And you become a, a douchebag, a jerk, in the process of chasing your dreams because you're doing it for a reason that is very, not only shallow, not only selfish, but fucking almost in a way disingenuous to yourself. Because it's almost as if you're torturing yourself. You need more pain in order to succeed, which is a form of, of, of self-harm, whether or not you want to admit it. Right. So that's the point of today's episode. That's something I wanted to illustrate to you guys and girls today. If you're going through a heartbreak, if you're going through a hard time in your life and you just can't do anything about it. I'm reminding you, there's a way to do something about it. And yeah, it might not be pretty at the start. It's worked for me. It might not work for you. I use that negative energy to help me. Not everybody can do that. But once I realized it wasn't helping me and it wasn't benefiting me anymore and I was just getting more sour or I just couldn't get the same motivation to, to, to you know, improve myself as a man in general, 
it became redundant. It became old, tired, expired. I didn't want to fucking think about that anymore. Like I didn't even care about the girl anymore. Why do I want to think about, you know, how it affected me so that I can be angry and squat heavy. Like I would rather just be able to squat heavy than having to depend on a pain to squat heavy. You get what I'm coming from. So you can definitely use pain to get out of a hard time. But once you're out of that hard time, you got to focus on good times. The good times that you're in and the good times that you want to create. And then you got to spend energy to make sure that you continue going up that path, not going down the spiral of that fuck you energy that people, most people, especially on social media, if you look at like 90% of the reels on TikTok or on a, not even 90%, I'm, I'm boosting, maybe 70% of, of the reels in a certain age demographic. It's always, you know, she's not picking up her phone or he's this. this and then th that audio would play in the background as the guy is training or some shit. And you're like in this dungeon fucking theme, dark, low exposure type of, you know what I'm talking about? That that I'm avenging myself type of, you know, I'm in my, what do they call it? I'm in my, um, I'm in my villain arc type of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That shit's tired. Maybe when you're getting you're getting your foot off the, you know, you're putting your foot on the gas to get yourself started in, in terms of not being in that slump anymore. Sure, I get it. But after a while, it gets really fucking tired. You cannot sustain that. And if you try to, you will turn out, um, in my opinion, at least, ruining who you think you are in terms of your personality. Less and less people are going to want to fuck with you because they can just sense the fuck you energy. And it's just it's just rude and it's just mean. And I've definitely been this person. I might still be this person to some people because I do carry a lot of fuck you energy in the hopes of inspiring people to actually not be a you know sheep or lazy and things of that sort. And partially because that's the way that it feels most authentic for me to speak. Hence why almost every episode on this podcast is, is, is explicit because that's just how I feel like I can genuinely get my message from inside my brain and heart out through the mic and into your head and into your heart. That's how I feel it works for me. Um, but even then I still dial down sometimes. And even when it comes to the gym, I dial down when it comes to like the negative energy, I don't think about negative shit anymore in the gym. Like I don't need that to help me push hard. I just look at the pictures of my improvement over the years, you know, the adoration that I feel the attention that I get when I make those improvements. I won't lie a little bit shallow, but what human being doesn't want attention, right? Like those are the things now that, um, changed what I actually desire or aim for or at least what I allow to as what I allow to extract energy as a source from to help me push myself um, and continue to push myself so that I can get better in life, not just with my physique, but as I mentioned, with my discipline and with finances, which if you got those two down packed, life gets really easy. All right. So I hope you learned a thing or two from this episode about me, about you, and just overall why it can be good and bad to use pain as a source of motivation. All right, that's it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience with you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. All right, do not forget to screenshot and share this podcast out to anybody, anywhere, on whatever social media platform you're listening to this on. It's been nice chatting. Let's embrace your inner meat head together. Hope you like what today's topic was about. I get BB Pro Maputale signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. 
I provide actionable value for a reason, take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewer's discretion is advised. But I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the Meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner Meathead. All right, it's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.